Um, anyways, so welcome this morning. It is Palm Sunday, and uh, it's so good that we as believers can have this opportunity to worship together and be together, even though we're separate. Uh, because of technology, we're together this morning. And so we're going to have a time of worship this morning where we can uh, just praise him for who he is and what he's done. Uh, and we'll be having a message. For those who are on Facebook Live, uh, we will not be broadcasting the worship on Facebook, but you're welcome to go over to uh, www.thejourneychurchbigbear.com and, and do the whole service there. Um, you can come back just at about 10, 10 o'clock for the message if you want, but you can watch the whole service on the Journey Church um, BigBear.com site, and uh, you can see that. You know, we're, we're double-checking some things right now, so I'm just going to take just a minute to make sure that we're, we're all live and the audio is going out, um, and, and we're going to pray. So, hey, I want to just talk to us here, and, and forgive me, this is just so odd to be talking to cameras um, I've got uh, just Zach here this morning and, and Jesse that are more than six feet away and, and um, from me. And we're trying to be, we're trying to follow all of the suggestions here um, to keep everyone safe. And, and I don't know about you, but this is a crazy world we're living in. And um, boy, Facebook, I mean, Arch site, just, it's coming. Hold on. Um, I might have to go back there in just a minute. Am I even on? Okay, I hear I hear audio. Okay, I think we're on audio, so forgive me. Um, it is a crazy world we're living in. Worldwide, people are sequestered. This coronavirus, COVID-19, has caused uh, so much damage. Um, obviously, in in some countries and in and in states here, New York, um, in the city of New Orleans. Um, the death rates are, are growing, and the fear is, is mounting. And um, I don't know what it's like at your house, but I'll tell you at my house what it's like. Uh, it's, it's a little more stressful. We're, we're going on a lot of walks. We're going on drives, um, but we're really not, we're not going out in, in public other than the shop. And so there's stress coming. And I want to encourage you to continue to press in the Lord, and that's what we're going to have in the message here today. Um, we're going to spend just a moment in, in prayer. And we're going to pray for each other. Yeah, I want, I'm going to encourage you to be praying for those that are also watching. We will come through this valley. Psalm 23 promises, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid in this time. We are walking through a valley. And the conversations you're having are the same conversations that I'm having. What will it look like when we get to the other side? Of the valley we don't know I believe things will be different and I'm I'm actually very happy that some things will be different because we needed a shake-up as people we needed a shake-up as the body of Christ we needed to be stirred and and brought back to our faith we needed to be brought back to the things that are most important our families um, and so that is something I believe and I pray will happen some of the other things will be difficult for us I think when we come out on the other side, the economy will have taken a, a step downward, and it will take a long time to recover. I, I just believe that uh, we won't recover instantly, and, and we don't know what it'll look like. But I want to encourage us, even in the fact that 
all over the world, people have lived at a extremely lower economic level than we have, and they love Jesus and they love each other. We're going to be okay. It might not be as full of, of resources as it used to be. We may not have as much expendable money as we used to. Um, Disneyland passes and trips and, and cruises, those things, maybe we won't do those as, as often. I remember as a young, young boy growing up, I didn't know people who went on cruises. People, th those were for the rich and famous. Now, truthfully, so many people even do the, the short carnival cruises. We did those things. Perhaps those things will, will be out of reach again for a while. That's okay because that's not what's important. What's important is for us to love Jesus Christ, for us to love the body of Christ, to be busy about the Father's business and sharing the hope that's found in Jesus. The hope isn't found in my wallet. I, I, I never find hope in my wallet. I find hope in Jesus Christ. In today's sermon, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just wanted to greet us. And we're going to spend some time in prayer. And then we're going to have a time of worship. And when we worship today, put this on a TV. Get a better speaker than just your phone or your, or your laptop speaker if you possibly can. And so that you can uh, turn up the volume and sing. We, worship, we had a time of worship here yesterday. And we pre-recorded that, that worship event um, and so we're going to be playing that this morning for worship. It, that, that was a little bit easier. Uh, there, were, there shouldn't be any buffering problems with that. We're still a work in progress on this whole live stream. Uh, I'm giving you opportunity to, um, in this next couple minutes, start inviting your friends to the service. Have them go to the, the journeychurchbigbear.com. Uh, it's streaming. It's going well there. We want we uh, the world to be blessed and come together as, as one people. And so we want to pray. But so for, for worship, sing. Sing with us. We, we did it in such a way that you should be able to see the words. We want you to worship God, not just uh, listen to music or just sing songs, but actually pour your heart out to God. Make worship even a time of, of prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Also, in this, in this few minutes, uh, we'll have some videos and things going on that you can watch. But um, today's Communion Sunday. We're going to take communion together. So at some point, you can even do that now. Walk to the, 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 the kitchen um, and get, get the elements ready. We'll do that a little bit later in the, in the service. Get some bread. Get a cracker. Get a chip. Get something to drink. Um, remember, you may not have grape juice or, or wine, but it's going to represent the, the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. So uh, we'll make an opportunity to get something ready. We'll have communion later during the message. Um, I want to pray. We're going to spend a couple moments here in prayer. And just bow your head, bow your heart, and pray with me. Father God, this, this is a crazy time in, in the world. So often, I just want to escape it. Uh, the, the, something in my, in my natural man just wants to run away, get in the car and drive somewhere to where this isn't happening. And I realize this is happening all over the United States. It's happening all over the world. I have friends in Kenya. I have friends in Andorra, Spain. They're going through the exact same things. We have family members of, of people in the congregation in Germany, in Italy. I was on a, a chat last night with a, a dear friend, Pastor Rick Del Rio from New York City. He says it's, it's crazy there. Uh, they're, they're bringing food and helping 
helping people. God, this is all over and it's serious. Lord, we pray for those already affected physically by COVID-19, by the coronavirus disease, that you would bring healing, that you would bring a physical healing to bodies. Lord, we pray that, that the angel of death would pass over. God, that you would restore health. Father, we pray for those who are affected because family members and friends have coronavirus, that you would give them hope and encouragement. Lord, I pray that you would mourn with, with those who are mourning, and, and, and your heart breaks for the way we mourn, God. And I pray that you, the body of Christ would mourn with those who mourn. Father, all of us are affected at the financial things happening, at the being sequestered, being separated from one another. God, be with all of us. God, each person right now is be thinking about their family members and friends. Touch them right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that the Spirit of God would go throughout the earth and comfort people's hearts. God, I pray specifically right now for those who don't know you. They, they've never had an intimate personal relationship with you. I pray for them that they would know you, that they would know your comfort, that they would come to know your salvation that is found in no other name except Jesus Christ. God, even in this time, in this service, that their heart would be tugged upon. Those that are watching, whether it's this service or any service here in Big Bear or throughout the world, let people's hearts be tugged upon to make a profession and confession of faith and come back to you. God, as we go into a time of worship, we pray that you would be exalted in our midst. Today is Palm Sunday, God. We, we remember the day that Jesus came triumphantly into Jerusalem and in the, in the throngs of people gathered around throwing palm branches like we have here in front of us, in front of me this morning, throwing palm branches in their, in their cloaks on the road for the King of Kings, Jesus, to come in to, to their city. Lord, we pray that we would in, invite King Jesus into, the, into our lives this morning and receive our, our, our praise, our worship, our prayers, God. We bless your name. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be turning off the Facebook uh, announcements in just uh, here. The Facebook Live, we'll be turning it back on when we come to preach. Uh, for, right now is a great time. Go to www.thejourneychurchbigbear.com. And it's on the main page. Scroll down. You may have to push a little play button to get the live stream. And we're going to continue on. We're going to um, worship the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Well, good morning. It's Palm Sunday, and we're going to worship together here and online. And some of the songs we're singing this morning have the word Hosanna in it. And, and what happened on Palm Sunday is Jesus came down into Jerusalem, and the people around began to tear off palm branches and put them on the ground and, and worship him. And they used the word Hosanna, which literally means God save. And they were crying, save us, save us, God, save us, King of David. They were looking to Jesus to be their Savior who had come. And right now we're crying out for the same thing. We want to say, come save us. Not just from the, the pandemic, it, it, what's going on, but save us. Save us from our sins. Save us from ourselves. So we're going to worship this morning. And again, I really encourage you to, to worship. Turn up the volume. Get a good speaker. Um, and, and worship. If you can stand, we want to just sing together. This is not just a time where you're listening but turn your heart towards the Lord as we worship Him together. Amen.
ready to worship? Praises rising, eyes are turning to you. We turn to you. Hosanna.
Your love is amazing. Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain, firm beneath my feet. Your love is a mystery, how you gently lift me when I am surrounded. Your love carries.
that you would pour your spirit out on us, that it would overflow from our lives, God, that it would overflow even as we're home. God, as we're going about our, our daily business, which has been so confined, God, that you would pour your spirit out in us. God, teach us how you want us to live. Teach us the things you want to show us. Let us be filled with your spirit, God, and let your spirit overflow from inside of us, out of us, God, to our families, to our neighbors, to the, to the people we do come in contact with, God. Hallelujah.
shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing Sing, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. We need to realize that it's His breath in our lungs. He created us. He created us, our lungs, to function. And he's putting breath in it. And I just believe, even as we're worshiping this morning together, that we're also making a declaration that it's Him who gives us breath. He is our healer. He is the life giver. He is great. God, this morning we thank you for life. We thank you for healing. We thank you for protection. God, we thank you for your promise that says that no pestilence will come near us. That you will continue to put breath into our lungs, God. We thank you for life. Because you are great.
Hosanna to you this morning. Hosanna to the highest. God, you are higher than everything, every thought, every concern, every difficulty. God, we sing to you because you're worthy, but we also sing to you because we need you. Come, save. Save us. King of David, Almighty God, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 
Hey, I, I understand uh, there's still some issues with the uh, with the streaming, and um, in fact, we might be buffering now, but you'll get this in a moment. Um, we're going to work on trying to get the volume a little bit louder. I, we did get some, some people sending, you know, try to turn up the volume and uh, try to get some of those crackles out. Uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll do the best we can, but uh, I really pray that you're able to, to worship as best and just be able to worship. Um, we're, are we back streaming on Facebook? Okay. Uh, we're going to keep the Facebook live going. There's going to be some video things probably happening that, that you won't get to see again. If you're there, go over to uh, thejourneychurchbigbear.com. Um, and, and so w I do have a couple videos we want to show you, some, uh, some kids' things, things happening with the kids. We are now an online church for now. And we're going to continue to try to uh, minister to our families and to you as, as well as we can. Um, Julie, our, our kids minister, has got an announcement. She will be playing here in just a moment. And um, so uh, we, we want to continue to do things like that. Um, next week is Easter, and we wanted to be together for Easter, and obviously we're not going to be. But we will be together online, and we'll be coming up with some things um, even this week of what we can do. Uh, this week I'll be doing some special broadcasts, which will be on Facebook Live, and where we'll get together, read some scriptures, and talk about Passion Week. Uh, the, the, the week between the triumphant entry today, Palm Sunday, and Resurrection Sunday, where believers all over the world will be gathering to worship Him. And so we're going to be doing some special things this week. Uh, stay tuned to both the Journey church pay facebook page and the journey church group page as well as my personal page rob hastings i'll be broadcasting from all of those things this week um i i'm we're going to put up a slide real quick um you know we're going to be in just a moment um we need to continue to to uh operate um and so uh we're going to take an opportunity to to receive uh, tithes and offerings and you can do that all online you can also send in um, your your tithes and offerings to the post office box PO box 1564 you can do it online on our website if you just uh, click up at the um, giving page it'll take you right there and it'll help you uh, to do that um, we're going to show you a little a slide in just a second where it gives the website. It also gives you a text where you can text in a number, and you can set that up and give uh, via that way. And then some people are coming by, and, and honestly, they're, they're uh, um, connecting with me personally, and I'm opening up the, the sanctuary so that the tithes and offering box can be accessed. So all those things. Also, um, I want to, well, let, let's just go ahead and, and put that slide up, and I'll be.
All right. So uh, this is real strange to us. We're still trying to figure out all of these things. Um, hey, we've got palm branches. And we saw uh, on Facebook some great ideas, some palm branches. Jesse bought these a few months ago. We we're going to give them out to you all to come and wave them this morning. And a few of you have already done this, but we're going to leave these in the foyer. So if you want to come by today, um, anytime, you can come and get these. The foyer will be unlocked for you to pick these up. Grab one and, and, and put it on your door. You're somewhere in the front of your house and let's keep it up there all week, just as, as, as a representation that we are giving praise to our Hosanna, to God who saves us. So these uh, palm branches are going to be available, so you can come by the Journey Church anytime for that. Um, and don't forget, this week is Passover. Um, Passover is this week, so we're going to be doing a little Passover uh, supper thing uh, on Wednesday night with our family encourage you uh, to think about that and just remember that this week is Holy Week, the night that Jesus had his last supper with his disciples. He went to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, he, he, this is the trial when he was brought before Pontius Pilate, when he was flogged, and eventually he was crucified on Good Friday, and then he rises again Sunday morning. And, uh, and so um, be reading the passages in the scripture um, all the Gospels have the triumphant entry and, and the last week, the, what's called the Passion Week. So be in your scriptures this week. We have another uh, real quick announcement we're going to do about something we're doing for the kids for Easter. And so we're going to be loading that up to Facebook for all those on Facebook Live. Um, Julie uh, Dawson Parley will be loading that up on her site and I, and I believe on the Journey Church site so we can get that. Uh, but we're, uh, on our live page right now, um, at the church, we're going to go ahead and, and talk about that. So uh, let's go ahead and run that slide. Good morning. I want to say hi to all of our KidZone friends and tell you guys we miss you. And we're happy that you are all healthy and safe. And we hope to be able to get back together with you soon. You know, as we're celebrating this time um, coming up on Easter next weekend, I want to just do a quick craft and lesson to talk about why we are even bothering with Easter. Why are we celebrating this at all? So in the Bible, it tells us that all have sinned. Every single person on the planet who has ever lived has sinned. We do things that, that are against God's plan for us in our thoughts and in our actions, our attitudes and sometimes it's things we do and sometimes it's things we don't do we choose to do we choose not to do the right thing and and that is is still considered sin well today is palm sunday and it's the day when jesus came into the city of jerusalem and he came in on a, a donkey and they cheered and they were um, excited and so happy to see jesus but they, they thought he was the king and he was going to save them from their government who was kind of mean to them, really mean to them. And so, so the, today is about a celebration. And what they didn't understand is that Jesus was actually coming to be their savior of their souls, to save them from their sin. And so today um, I have a little craft project. If you want to do this at home, just find an old box. This one's an old popcorn box and just get some scissors and if you need help cutting get an adult to help you and you're just going to cut out 
the shape of a cross. So you might want to draw it on your box first. I'm just cutting mine out. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I'm going to make our cross and then I'm going to get some black paper. So you might need to color some regular paper black if you don't have actual black paper or just find some black paper. And once you have your cross cut out, you're going to start tearing off pieces of that black paper. And as you tear off a piece of black paper, every single one you tear off, think about how maybe that represents something that you have done wrong, like ever in your life. If you were mean to your brother or sister, or you were mean to somebody at school, or you, your parents asked you or your teacher asked you to do something and you gave them attitude instead and you didn't do it, every little wrong thing we rip off a piece of paper and we think about all the ways that we just mess up and we don't do it right. So I'm ripping off my pieces of paper because I could rip up the whole big sheet because I've lived long enough and every day there's plenty that I mess up. So I know that I have lots of these black spots in my life. But here's the good news. For all of these black spots in my life, I'm able to glue them to the cross. And so you'll need a little glue stick or a tube of glue, something. So I'm gonna take these and I'm gonna just start sticking them on my cross because I know that Jesus, when he died for me and he rose again, he, my, my sins now stick to him and I can stand before God and know that I am forgiven and I am loved and that all of these nasty things in my life that I do and I, I hate, I don't even want to do it, they are carried on the cross by Jesus. So as we are celebrating Palm Sunday, we celebrate our Savior and on Easter, we are going to rejoice that he is alive and our sins are stuck on his cross and we don't have to carry them anymore. Hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed Sunday and I can't wait to see you again. Drop a message, make a message on this video. If you watched it and you made your cross, you can take a picture and post it and say hi to all your friends. We love you, we miss you, and God bless you as we um, rejoice. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are here with us and for us. And thank you that we can live in confidence of your salvation. Thank you that you, that you are in our hearts. Lord, help us to follow your will in our thoughts and our actions and in what we, um, what we choose to do and not to do. Go before us in this day and this week. In Jesus' name we pray. And thank you for keeping everybody healthy and safe. Amen. All right. Thumbs up. All right. Looks like we're back on live here at, at the Journey Church. And, you know, I'm going to be really real as, as I am every Sunday. This is just weird. I, I feel like I'm doing a telethon or something. I, I'm, I'm talking to cameras. Uh, there's two people here. And I don't want to be fake. Uh, but, but I tell you what, when you're on this side of the camera, the, the leaning into is just to kind of perform. And that's not what, what I'm trying to do. That's not what we want to do. Uh, we want to just bring you the Word of God and have worship experiences and, and be together as best as we can. So, uh, you know, if, if I'm coming across as performing and stuff, you know, forgive me. That's just, I think I'm looking at cameras. 
And um, that's not what this is. But we do want to just bring you uh, hope in Jesus. Um, I want to apologize for those on the on the Facebook or on the uh, the church website page who just watched Julie talk about kids ministry like this. Um, we didn't have a time to preview the video. Didn't know it was going to come in sideways. The video didn't come in until this morning. Uh, also, I'm just going to confess that last night we did a test and to see if the streaming was was working better. And it took about 30, 40, 45 minutes, and we we got you know, our marks even here so I can walk and, and you can still see me and, and I know so that I don't leave the, 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 uh, the screen. We did sound checks. It took about 45 minutes. I forgot uh, to press the stop streaming button on our equipment. I shut down the camera. I shut down my computer, but it left everything streaming. Apparently on our website, we streamed for 10 straight hours. I don't even know what we streamed. And they shut us down and locked us out this morning. And uh, that was kind of interesting. And so at about 9.28, I had to reset our account. So uh, some of you didn't get the stream until about 9.45, apparently. I didn't realize that. My apologies. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, now t know now to start streaming before 9.30 and so that everything's up and running. Plus, there's a, about a 30-second delay minimum, sometimes even more, between when I'm talking and you're seeing it on the church page. Facebook Live is much quicker, I think. Anyways, hey, uh, we've got a video, Facebook. Again, go to the church website if you want to watch it. Just a quick video about Palm Sunday. And I think that's going to be the last thing. Then we're going to get right into the message. And so... Hosanna. Hosanna means save us. That's what people were singing and shouting on that morning of the triumphant entry.
I, I sent out a little Facebook um, live thing yesterday talking about a little, little bit about Jesus' triumphal entry and how he came in on a road like we have here in Big Bear, dirt roads, everything was dirt and rock, cobblestone. And he came into Jerusalem and the people were looking for a savior. But they weren't looking for a spiritual savior. They were Jews. Jesus was a Jew. They were looking for a warrior king. They were looking for a king who would come and rescue them from the, the plight that they were in. They were hoping that somebody would lead a revolt and a rebellion against Rome. Although Rome allowed the Jews to practice their faith, they allowed the Jews to have the temple, they did put restrictions on them and they weren't completely free. They would even set up puppet kings and that would really work with Rome and not represent the Jewish people. So the Jewish people, this Passover, were waiting, looking for the one who would come and rescue them. And Jesus had done miracles. He spent three years performing miracles, gaining a following. Remember, before his, his crucifixion, before the triumphant entry, Jesus had crowds of 5,000 people going to listen to him. That's a lot of people who would gather and, and walk a, a great distance to listen. 5,000 men, along with women and children, to hear the teachings of this man, Jesus Christ, who, who would become the Christ. So he had a following, and, and the people were wondering about him, and, and he had walked into Jerusalem, and he had sent his disciples out. And you can find this in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all, all four Gospels, talk about his triumphant entry. And he came in riding on a donkey, and that was the first sign. He sent his disciples ahead to, to find a donkey that was was there waiting for Jesus to ride on. But when a king would ride on a donkey, he would be riding it as a sign of peace. If a king was coming in to take, uh, to have war, he would come in on a war horse. But Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey, gentle, as the scriptures say, riding on a colt. He was coming into peace, but the people around said, Hosanna, save us. They were looking for salvation from Rome. This morning as we are celebrating Palm Sunday. We're singing Hosanna. We're saying Hosanna. We're crying out at, at, at nighttime, in the morning. We're, we're praying prayers like, God, lift this. God, save our families. God, protect us from coronavirus. We're also saying, God, protect us from financial difficulties. Save us. Save us. than we have today. See, Jesus may come and bring healing and keep us protected physically from uh, coronavirus or from other things. But, but above all, he wants to come into our lives. He wants to bring himself. See, God is sending Jesus not to just provide for our finances or save us from getting COVID-19, but he's coming to have a relationship with us and bring us hope and peace. I've got a, a kind of a five five part message this morning that I want to share about why why Jesus came, the things that he wants to do. See, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, he was making a statement. 
that God should be first in all of our lives. The first thing that Jesus did after coming into Jerusalem was he went into the temple and he overthrew the money changers' tables because they had turned the temple into a, into a marketplace, but not just a marketplace where they, they were actually gaining income um, wrongly on w the worship. See, Jesus was zealous for the things of God. He wants us to be zealous for the things of God. He was coming in and saying, listen, there is one God, and he, He's serious. He's serious. And we need to take God serious this morning. And I believe that so many of you watching, maybe who are listening to this later online, uh, there, there's something happening in us. We're beginning to think a little bit more about God and what life is all about. Uh, we're not focused on our vacations. We're not focused on some of the things that we have been focused on. We're focusing on family, and we're thinking a lot about God. Listen, the first thing, God wants to be the, the object of our faith. If you're taking notes this morning, you can write these simple things down. Just the Lord gave these to me. God wants to be the absolute object of our faith. He doesn't want to have anyone steal attention away from our beliefs and our faith. The scripture, Psalm 27, says some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We need to make God the object of our faith. We need to remember that the government is not the object of our faith. Our friendships aren't the object of our faith and our trust. But God, Christ Jesus, needs to be the object of our faith. Faith and trust, but also the faith for our salvation. The Bible says that we need to believe in our heart confess with our mouth. Believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he rose again. We're going to celebrate that next week. We need to confess that. That's our, our overall faith statement, that Jesus Christ is the Lord. There is no other Lord. There is no other God. There's no other way to heaven. We don't get to just all sing kumbaya with all of our belief systems and make it. God wants to be the absolute object of our faith. We can't add anything to it. We can't subtract anything to, from it. We need to know that God, the Word of God, the, the way the Word of God presents Christ, presents our God, is the only way. And God wants to be the object of our faith. God also, number two, God wants to be the center of our focus. He wants to be the object of our faith where we put our faith and hope and trust in Him, in Christ and Him alone. But He also wants to be the center of our focus. We, he doesn't want us to just come to faith and become a Christian and maybe attend church occasionally and then live for ourselves. He wants to be the absolute center of our focus. The Bible says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. It doesn't say love God sometimes and love everything else a little bit more. He wants us to love God. Guys, we need to be really looking at our lives and saying, does it show in my life that I love God more than anything else? And not just love Him. But do I focus on Him? And, and, and to focus on Him, we need to focus on the things that He focuses on. And the only way to know that is to be people who read the Word of God regularly to, to find out what does God care about. You know, God cares about the widows and the orphans. How are we doing with that? Are we caring about the widows and orphans? The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. God loves the world around us, the people of the world. How are we doing? Are we focusing on the things that God loves? Are we focusing on, on the world and loving the world so that they might come to faith? The Bible teaches us that the purpose that Jesus Christ came was to give himself as a ransom for many. 
He came to die for sinners so that people would be saved. That's the focus of God. The Father heart of God is for His people that, that all would come to faith, that all would come to salvation. For it's, for it's not God's will that any perish. How is our focus? Are we focusing on the things that God focuses on? In order to know that, we need to be spending time in the Word of God, regularly pouring through the Scriptures. At the beginning of the year, I challenged us to be reading through the, the whole Bible this year. My goal is still to make it through twice this year. I'm, I'm ahead of being through it once, but I'm not quite up to being through it twice, so I've got some catch-up to do. I want to read the Word of God and make it my, my primary focus so that the things of God will be my primary focus. He wants us to pray for one another. He wants us to carry each other's burdens. We find these things in the Scripture. So I want to encourage you to be really aware. God, what would you have me do? Uh, something I shared last week that, that Shannon really, my wife Shannon helped me uh, think about is, is what is God teaching us during this time of isolation and where we're at home? Not just to get through it, but what is God showing you? How does God want you to live? What are the changes that God is saying, it's time. We're going to do this together. I need to be the focus in your life. The Bible says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So God wants to be the object of our faith. He wants to be the center of our focus, not peripheral, the center of our focus, the thing that we chase the hardest after. The third thing, God wants to be followed. God wants us to follow him closely. That's what the scripture I just referenced. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor. He wants us to come unto him, but he also called his disciples. He says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. We're supposed to be people who follow Jesus. A few years ago, uh, many years ago now, uh, a popular saying came out, and they made bracelets about it, and it said, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, unfortunately, that lost a lot of significance when it became commercialized, and people put things, uh, WWJD on everything, and then people made even jokes, and well, you know, what, is that, what, what does that stand for? But the, the idea came actually from a book called In His Steps, where an entire town began to ask themselves, one by one, the pastor put out a, a plea, the, the, again, the book's called In His Steps, where the pastor said, listen, we want to start asking ourselves, what would Jesus do in, his, in your business? Ask that before you do a business transaction. What would Jesus do? How would he want you to, to respond in school? How would he want you to respond to your spouse, to your kids, to your neighbors, to your friends? What would Jesus do? The, the book is, is a great book because we find that many people discovered that they, even though they were Christians, weren't really doing what Jesus would do. Uh, some of the people were business owners, and they, they had to sell their businesses because their business ideas didn't line up with what Jesus would really do. He wants us to follow him come after him. He wants us to make him the focus. He wants himself to be the object of our faith because he, he will bless us with his, with his provision, but he'll bless us with his presence as we make him the object of our faith, as we follow him, as we put him as the center. There was an old saying in Jerusalem around the time of Jesus, and it said, may the May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. It's a great saying. I preached a message years ago on that. And, and it, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. What that meant is that, that see, in, in the times of um, 
people would go and they'd find a rabbi. And if the rabbi let you follow him, Jesus was a different type of rabbi. He bid people to follow, follow him. But most people, if you wanted a rabbi, you'd go find your rabbi. And, and if he liked you, if he thought you were good, he would let you follow him and go everywhere with him. If he thought you were worthy uh, of, of following him, he'd say, yeah, come with me and I'm going to teach you everything I know. It was, it was an, an example of, of you know, teaching and uh, showing other people. And so the saying would become, may, be, may you be covered in the, in the dust of your rabbi. In other words, that you're closely, so closely following your rabbi that as he walked, the dust would come up and cover you because you were so close to him. Are you being covered in the dust of your rabbi? Are you walking so closely to Jesus that the dust from his steps covers you? Or are we watching from him far away, keeping our distance so maybe he doesn't notice what we're doing? Church, let's be those that follow Christ so closely that if there were dust coming from him, we would be covered in it. Let's become followers of Jesus. God wants to be the object of our faith. God wants to be the center of our focus. God wants to be followed, and God needs to be feared. This part, this, this is the, I, the fourth point here, is a little controversial to some because we don't want to talk about the fear of God, but I want to read a few passages this morning um, on the fear of God because we don't always understand it. But God actually wants to be feared. He wants us to fear Him, respect Him, give Him the honor that's due Him. Listen, I'm going to read a few of these scriptures. Proverbs 1 7 says this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So, yeah, He wants to, you to begin to fear Him because that's actually when you begin to get knowledge. By, by fearing Him, we, we understand that He is God, He is the creator of all things, He is sovereign over all creation. He is not just the creator, but he is the ruler of all things. Uh, so what is the fear of the Lord? Proverbs 8.13 says that the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. We, we need to hate evil. We have a, a, a generation that's, that's growing up with, with because of media and things that is, is not hating evil. We're, we're playing with evil. We're, we're dancing with evil at times, but we need to really begin to hate evil evil. Now we don't have to hate the evil people, but we need to hate evil. Love people, but hate the evil that they do. Love people, but hate the the results that evil things cause. So the fear of the Lord is beginning the the hatred of evil. Let's go to New Testament scripture, Matthew 10, 28. Listen, some people say, well, the fear of the Lord is just for the Old Testament. It's not for New Testament. I Matthew 28 says it wonderfully. It says, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. We're not supposed to fear the rulers here. We're not supposed to fear anyone who can harm our body physically. I would throw in, we don't have to fear coronavirus. That can only hurt our body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew, New Testament. We're actually supposed to fear God, because he has the ability to destroy both body and spirit and soul in hell, because this is a real thing. The Bible says that we need to be saved in order to go to heaven, that we need to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need to fear evil. I'm sorry, we need to fear God. Fear God.
turn away from evil. That's Job. Behold, fear the Lord, that is wisdom. Turning away from evil, that's understanding. Let's be a people who fear God. I've got a few scriptures I want you to, you can write these down. We'll put them up on the website later. Listen, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is, is where we get the, the famous song, For Everything There Is a Season. Right? There's, a, there, there's a season for everything. Well, w- one of the themes of Ecclesiastes is simply that meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Um, Solomon, the richest man, he determined that after living life that all of his wives, all of his wealth, all of his wisdom, it was all meaningless. But Ecclesiastes 12, 13, he sums it up, says this, and this is the end of the matter. The end of the matter is this. All has been heard. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. That's our duty. Fear God and keep his commandments. God is, wants us to fear him because he is the creator of all things. He's omniscient, omnipotent. See, he knows all things. When we understand that he's God and we are not and begin to fear him, respect him, have awe for him, we begin to listen to him more. Those people who have all wisdom and all knowledge, they're, they're somebody that we should be listening to. We all have people in our lives that we thought, well, they have so much wisdom and knowledge and we love to, to hear them talk and give us advice. God is all-knowing. God has all wisdom. He knows the end from the beginning. We need to understand that. Begin to fear Him, obey His commands, and follow Him. A few more scriptures. Psalm 33 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. And here it says, Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. God is worthy of awe. God is worthy of awe. We need to stand in awe of Him. And honestly, he's the only thing really worthy of awe. We throw the word awesome around too flippantly. God is really the only awesome thing in this world. Stand in awe. Fear him. Proverbs 14 says that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is not something that we we cower from. It actually brings life. It brings hope. It brings wisdom. Fear him. Understand him. Stand in awe of him. He's amazing. He's awesome, and he's a fountain of life. Deuteronomy 10, 12 says this, Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? This is what he requires of us. But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Luke 1, 50 is the last scripture I want to give. It says, And his mercy is for those who fear him. His mercy comes... We need to fear him, walk in his ways. We need to learn to love him, to serve him. Love him with all of our heart and our soul. I'm sorry, I did say that was the last scripture, but I didn't want to pass this one up. Psalm 25, 14 says this. The friendship of the Lord. Who wants to be a friend of God? Do you want to be a friend of God? This is what the scriptures say. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. So I think we have to really understand who he is to be his friend. He's worth being in awe of. Now, I want to talk about what that fear is. And, and I've used this illustration before. And I, for, for my whole life, I've tried to come up with something that, that was worthy of what, what, what the fear of God might look like. And this isn't it, but, it, but maybe it'll come close. Um, let's see, I, I can't grab that. Imagine somebody handed you an electrical cord. 
and there was no end on it. You just saw the the three wires on it, and, and if you ever cut off cut a, cut electrical cord, there should be three wires a ground, and, and, a, and a neutral and a common. And one of those is is bringing a lot of power, a lot of power. And if if someone were to hand you an electrical cable, cable with the one end with the three wires sticking out bare, just the copper, and you couldn't see the other end of that cable anywhere, and said, hey, grab onto this. Well, you might grab it, and, and I'm going to use this as an example. You might grab it, but you would grab the cable part. You wouldn't grab the end. You would stay away from the, 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 the metal parts because you don't know if there was juice in there. You don't know if there was power. So you, would, you might grab that because you've learned that you don't have to be afraid of the electricity, but you do have to be in awe of it and be a little bit careful with it. Um, you would not grab the metal ends, the copper ends of the electrical cord if you couldn't see the other end because it might be plugged in. Now, if you saw the whole cable and somebody said, grab this and you knew it wasn't plugged in, you can grab those copper lines all day. Why? You know something about electricity. Electricity doesn't work unless it's plugged into the source. So you have a little bit of understanding of the power of electricity. Uh, we all do that you can be electrocuted. We know the things of don't, don't, take a, a bath with the radio near because that could actually kill you if it falls into the water with you. And so we have a little bit of understanding of electrical power, of electrical current, enough to say, I'm not afraid of grabbing the cable, but I am, af I am afraid of grabbing the metal ends because I know what they can do for me. I'm not afraid of power. I, I plug things in all day long. I plug them in. I, I unplug them. I even work with electricity, and I, I wire houses sometimes on the side. And I have an extreme respect for that power. I know how it works. Um, I try not to be afraid of it, but I understand that it can kill me. And it's similar with God. We're, we're not afraid of him like that if, that, that if we just get aligned to something, he's going to kill us. But, but we do understand that if we don't understand him well and handle him well, he has the power. And so that's the fear of God. See, he created us, and he said there's one way to get to heaven. There's just one. It doesn't matter what everyone else says. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. The Bible says there is one name given to man by which they must be saved, and that's Jesus. Outside of that, none of us are going to make it to heaven. So we need to have a little bit of fear of God. The, the fi fifth and final point before we close up and, and have communion together this morning is that God wants to be the Lord of our feelings. See, he, he, wants, us to, he wants to be the focus. He wants uh, us to be afraid of Him. He wants us to follow Him. He wants us to be, He wants Himself to be the Lord of our feelings. And the reason I put that in there is, well, it's true, but I wanted to talk a little bit about that this morning because we have a lot of feelings right now, and we always do. Um, in Jude, it talks about sense-ruled people. Sense-ruled people are people that are ruled by their senses, by their feelings. And we're not supposed to be ruled by our feelings. God gave us our feelings to tell us things. But we're not supposed to just live by our feelings. Uh, physical feelings even. We feel heat from things, so we know, hey, that's kind of hot. We're not supposed to touch it. But we're not supposed to run away in fear either because something's hot. But he also gave us our internal feelings. We have sadness. We have fear. And those things come, and, and often they're, they're, they're trying to tell us something, but he doesn't want us to be ruled by them. 
The Bible says to fear not. Interesting, we're called to fear him, but 365 times we're also told to fear not. We're not supposed to be afraid of, of man. What can man do to me? Man can do nothing to me. Not truly, because even as Job said, uh, he says, even if my flesh is destroyed, with my eyes, I'm going to see God. I don't, I'm not afraid. He wants us to live in a place that we're not afraid of death. Um, we need to be afraid of, of after death, what comes next, because that's eternal. See, these bodies, they're going to fade away. They're going to go away. You're, we're going to have 80 years if we're lucky, 90 if we're really lucky, 80 to 90 years. Some of us won't make it that long. And, and, and then that's it for this body. I'm not afraid of that day. See, I'm not afraid of, of the coronavirus. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of, of getting it. I'm not afraid of dying. I don't want to get it, and I don't want to die. I feel like God is not done with me yet. I feel like he's got a purpose. I, I haven't finished raising my children yet, but I'm not afraid because if, if, if he takes me home, I'm going to be with him. And I'm going to even trust him that he'll take care of my family. He'll watch over them. So we're not supposed to be afraid of, of, of anything. So we're not supposed to be led by fear. So God wants to be the Lord of our feelings. So in this time, when you have fear, go to the Lord. Talk to him. Say, God, I'm afraid. It's okay. I, I, I'm not saying I'm never afraid. Uh, he's been helping me to not be afraid of this. But there are other things that I get afraid of. You know what I get afraid of? I get afraid when my kids are, are out too late at night and I don't know where they're at. Maybe they forgot to call and check in. Uh, when they're going to a situation that could be dangerous. I get, I get fearful, and I don't want to be fearful. I want to trust the Lord, but, but I'm human. And so I need to go to the Lord, and I do in those moments say, God, help me to have confidence that you are watching after them. I don't want to be led by fear. See, I let my kids do some crazy things. And some, some people have said, why do you let your kids do those things? I, I, I trust them, and I trust God. I don't want to be led and ruled by fear. We'll never get anywhere. So as the fear comes up, go to him. Go to him in prayer and say, God, help me to not be afraid. Whatever it is, if you're afraid of your finances, that they're going to come cut off quickly, you don't know where your food is going to come. Remember, the Bible says that he will provide for you. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And it was given at the moment when Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice his son, his only son, and he saw the ram caught in the thicket. And he says, God, Jehovah Jireh, my God who provides my needs. Well, the word actually Jireh has an has a understanding that it's also the one who sees. He sees in advance your need and he provides before you even need it. And when you need it, you'll have it because he already provided for it. So we need to learn to trust him and say that he'll, he'll walk with us, that there's no reason to fear no reason to fear. But we're going to have to talk to him and be real and say, God, you, you know already that I'm, I've got these fears. Help me with them. Be a person who would go into the Word and, and see the, the promises. Psalm 91, that's been something I've read a, a number of times during this. And, and I've done it before, but I'm gonna, I want to read it real quick. Again, wasn't planning to. Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my refuge. You turn this into a prayer. Turn this into something where you talk to God and say, God, I'm going to dwell in the secret place of You, who is the Most High. 
I'm going to abide in the shadow of you who is the Almighty. I will say of you, Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. In you, my God, in you I will trust. Surely you will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Yes, God, you will deliver me from the perilous pestilence. You shall cover me with your feathers and under your wings I shall take refuge. Your truth will be my shield and my buckler. Just changing it to be personal, me and God. You shall not be afraid. I won't be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day. I won't be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness, of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at my side. And, and, and some people are seeing this. Right now, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it's not going to come near me. I'm going to trust in you. Only with my eyes I'll look and I'll see the reward of the wicked. See, there is a, a reward, sadly, for, the, for wickedness. Those who practice a wicked lifestyle, they reap what they sow, sometimes on this earth and definitely in the, in the eternal life coming. But the Most High will be my dwelling place. I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, the Most High, my dwelling place. No evil will befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. For God, you will give your angels charge over me to keep me in all of your ways, God. In the angels' hands, they'll bear me up. The angels will bear me up so that I don't even dash my foot against a stone. I'm going to be able to tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the, and the serpent. I'm going to trample underfoot because you have set your love upon me. You will deliver me. You will set me on high because I know your name. I want to know your name. Do you know his name? Do you love him? Do you make his name your, your everything? And do you understand what I'm saying? See, his name isn't just Jesus Christ. It's not just God. But it's Elohim, who is the many gods, who is one God. God is one God. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He's my righteousness. He's my banner. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. He's my friend. Do you know that, that God was Moses' friend? That, that we can be the friend, friend, have a friendship with the Lord if we fear him. He's my friend. He's my savior. He's my Lord. Make him these things. Understand that that's who he wants to be. He wants to be your deliverer, your friend. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be your shepherd, your comforter in this time. See, if we'll understand that, we'll be able to, to not, let, not be led by our emotions, our fear, our worry, our anxiety. We definitely don't want to be led by our hatred. You know, some people are really upset that um, tourists are, 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 are people, who, second homeowners or whatever, coming up to Big Bear. Don't let that anger fester. Don't let that anger fester. Don't, don't be angry and worried and fearful of the, the neighbor who might go and buy your toilet paper. See, that's just from the enemy. Love him. Know him. Let him be the Lord of your feelings. Bring all of your feelings to him. Don't hide them. Don't try to fake it, but bring them to him. God, I'm angry. 
I, I'm angry at this. I'm angry at COVID. And I am. I'm like, this is crazy. I don't even understand what's happening. So I'm going to bring in my anger. If somebody's uh, making you angry, people that are hoarding food and hoarding supplies, they're making you angry, go to God. Lord, help me with my anger. Because I don't want to be angry. I want to be angry with, with people. I want A righteous anger is okay, but what I'm feeling isn't righteous anger. I don't want to be afraid. Bring your feelings. Let Him become the Lord of your feelings. Let Him become the Lord of every part of your life. Let God be the object of your faith. Put your faith, hope, and trust in Him. Let God be the center of your focus. Put Him first in everything that you do. Follow Him. Follow Him by reading His Word. Through prayer, getting to know Him. Follow Him wherever He leads you. Fear Him. Stand in awe of Him. And let Him be the Lord of your feelings. Don't be, don't be led by your feelings. No, we're going to exercise faith. We're going to have communion, and, and those I, I invited at the beginning to go get something, and so I hope you've done that. See, this week is the institution of the Lord's Supper happened this week on Passion Week. See, the Passover had been being celebrated forever since they came out of Egypt. Remember, God instituted the Passover. He said, each household shall kill a lamb. Take some of the blood of that lamb and put it on the, on the doorposts and on the top of the door, signifying that the blood of the lamb is covering the house so the death angel will come over. And that's what spiritually we've done with Christ. Christ allowed himself to be sacrificed. His blood poured out for us. And we put the, the blood on, on our lives, His blood. See, it's not who dwelt in the house that was important. It was whether the household was covered in the blood of the Lamb. That's when the angel of death passed by. See, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter. It's whether or not God sees the blood of His Lamb, Jesus, applied to your life. You've received it. See, that was the whole significance of the... Uh, uh, of, of the Passover, what it was going to eventually be. At the time, they would celebrate it. It was about that God rescued them from, from Egypt, which really is just a sign of the world for us. He called us out of Egypt. He called us out of the world. And he, and he saved them, and He made them to be a great people, and He would be their God. He's our God. So they celebrated the Passover. When Jesus came with His disciples, He, try, he, he changed the significance from the old to the new. And He said... We're going to take the Passover, but it's going to change now. And, and the matzah cracker that they had to bake in Egypt, they had to bake it without leaven because they were going to leave quickly. Well, leaven became a symbol of sin. And so we use the same matzah crackers that they would use that, that has no leaven in it. And, it. and it's a common bread. We'll be using it at the Passover this week. In, in our family, we'll have matzah, we'll have matzah bread. And it's interesting that on this, and, and you really can't see it very well, but it's got holes in it. There's little piercings in the matzah cracker, and there's stripes. I'm looking at the stripes right there. You know, he was pierced for our transgressions. By his stripes were healed. This matzah represents Jesus, and yet it's, it's Jewish. 
They haven't, not all, all, all Jewish people have understood that Jesus came to be the Messiah. So the, the night, right before Jesus was betrayed, he had the, the Passover supper with them and he, he took the normal matzah cracker and he said, listen, I know this used to represent something else, but now it's going to be something new. This is going to represent my body and my body's about to be broken for you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus on this triumphal entry day, Palm Sunday, he came into Jerusalem. They didn't know that just less than a, a week later he'd be crucified, die, and a week later he'd rise again. They, they didn't understand that. The disciples didn't understand that at the table they were sitting with when he said, what do you mean this is your body going to be broken for you? It was just hours away. But Jesus allowed his body to be broken for us. That we'd have physical healing, let his blood to be spilled so that we could apply the blood of Jesus to forgive our sins so that the angel of death won't visit me. The angel of death won't visit you. Apply the blood of Jesus. So this morning is a communion day where we thank God for sending Jesus and we remember his sacrifice for us. So if, wherever you're at today taking communion, hold that cracker or the bread, whatever it is that you had. Don't feel bad if it's a hot dog bun. Because it's not the hot dog bun. It's what it represents. Jesus became the bread of life for us. He allowed his body to be broken as I just broke the, the matzah cracker for us. God, I thank you that in your love for us, you sent Jesus. Your love for us allowed, you allowed your son to be broken. We didn't deserve it, but he allowed himself to be broken, beaten, bruised for us. And, and we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you for this bread that represents the body of Jesus this morning. And we receive it gratefully together. Wherever you're at, take the, the bread together. The Bible teaches us in Corinthians that in the same way he took the cup and after giving thanks for it, he said this is the blood of a new covenant. That new covenant was that Jesus was going to pay for our sin. No longer did we have to earn it. No longer did we have to sacrifice an animal for it. He bought our salvation by the shedding of his blood. Some people believe that the, the juice actually turns into the blood of, of Jesus. I don't believe that, but it represents his blood. Have you allowed the blood of Jesus to truly purify and cleanse your sin? Have you asked, God, forgive me of my sin. I tried to pay for it and I can't do it. I, I need a Savior to pay the penalty for my sin. Forgive me. Help me to receive Jesus' sacrifice totally for me. This is a representation of the blood of the new covenant. God sent Jesus to die for us, that we might live forever. Let's thank him for his sacrifice. Heavenly Father, as we are about to drink this juice, this, this drink, it represents the blood of Jesus, who willingly died for me and allowed his blood to be spilled 
to create a new covenant in his blood. The salvation is found in no other name. Not by good works, not by obedience, but faith in Christ to be my Savior, faith in God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Let's take together. God is good. God is good. Just thank Him where you're at this morning. Just thank Him. God, I love you. I'm so thankful that you're in my life. God, I'm thankful that I don't have to go through this difficult time without you. God, it's, it's scary enough at times with you. I can't imagine those who, who don't have you in their life at all. God, strengthen me. Continue to strengthen my hope and my faith. I pray a blessing upon each and every person who's listening or watching this, wherever they're at. Bless them. Keep them safe. Mostly keep them spiritually sound and safe, looking to you for all their needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, this week... Let's celebrate today and remember all the things that Jesus did. He came into Jerusalem. He's come into your life today. He's come to be the king of your life, to bring hope, to bring life. Serve him, follow him, love him. God bless you. Again, be, be watching the, the Facebook page and the, web, the website. Uh, we, we might even be trying to do something, a Zoom meeting a corporate Zoom meeting this week. We'll get the information out to you via text, phone calls, and email, every possible way we can to where all of us can maybe join together on a, on a Zoom phone call. I sure love you and I'm praying for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to call. We even have toilet paper. We, even, If you need toilet paper, we can help you with that. Love you. Um, again, to, to give, we're going to put up a, a slide real quick of, of, a, of the texting phone number and ways to give give online um, to continue the ministry going forward. We're going to tr try to do that as best as we can. We have people ready to go shopping for you. Uh, if you don't want, can't leave the house, shouldn't leave the house, don't want to leave the house, um, we want to do that to keep 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 you guys safe. And so we love you. God bless you, and we'll see you this week and definitely on Resurrection Sunday morning. God bless you. Amen.